the Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield comparisons need to stop. Buda Baker gets disrespected again by another national media members list. And your questions, Alex Lancy, Locked On Cardinals. Here we go. You are Locked On Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome in. Locked on Cardinals. Alex Clancy here off my standard two-day hiatus for this month, uh, but I'm back Wednesday through Friday. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast, as always, at Locked on AZ Cards. Big trade in the NFL, obviously not pertaining to the Arizona Cardinals, but there is a former Oklahoma quarterback that gets compared with the Arizona Cardinals' current Oklahoma quarterback and it's got to stop uh buddha baker i i don't know if national media members know that buddha baker is a safety in the nfl because he tends to get left off lists um where bigger names but maybe not as impactful of players uh get out you know outrank him and not a huge fan of that and i'll take your questions in the third segment you know Seeing this offseason play out as it has, and I'll get to the Kyler versus uh, Baker Mayfield comparison in a second here, but seeing as how this offseason has played out kind of weirdly, boringly a lot of the time, um, it just puts things into perspective as to where Steve Kime wants to take this organization from a roster perspective. And where Steve Kime wants to take this organization from a roster's perspective is obviously flooding the offensive side of the ball and running with the young bucks that he's drafted over the last handful of years on defense. Obviously having Marcus Golden in there, um, but really it's, I mean, Byron Murphy, Buda Baker, Isaiah Simmons, Zabin Collins. It's like, all right, kids, here we go. Level up time. And Vance Joseph will definitely be part of the uh, raising up of the talent level that the Cardinals definitely have on offense but need more help with on defense as currently constructed. J.J. Watt, obviously, there will lead uh, lead the charge uh, as well. But, I mean, he's got a plan. Stevie Baby's got a plan. I just don't know if it's going to work. If it does, and, and I've talked about this a lot this offseason. I've talked about this a lot this offseason. That I am on the Isaiah Simmons hype the hell up to the moon train. I think this is the year where he's going to come in and be like, you know what? Yeah, Tristan, Tristan Wirfs had a good year, won the Super Bowl his rookie year, but I was the right choice at 8 overall. I think this is the year for that. And I think that because he's grown incrementally throughout his first couple of years in, this, in the NFL. I mean, his, the flashball memories I have from him, and I've talked about this a lot, but it's important to remind people, him, the hit on Cam Newton, and it was flagged for 15 yards. Cam wasn't hurt, which is good. But he put a six foot five, 260-pound quarterback 
on his keister. And I know the angles were a little bit easier where if one guy's running toward the sideline and another guy, I'm bad at math. But if I had my protractor, I'd be able, it doesn't matter. But huge hit on Cam Newton. I'm like, oh, okay, that's in there. Awesome. And then we saw last year the two flashball memories with the Derrick Henry third down, third and goal stop on the goal line. And then the one against Trey Lance at home that the Cardinals eked out a win, that seven points would have tied the game. Isaiah Simmons stopped him in his tracks before he could pass the goal line. So we've seen things from Isaiah Simmons. And then his rookie year, he had probably the biggest defensive play of the year for the Cardinals was the interception in overtime against Seattle in the, in the COVID flex game that went tonight. But maybe an and. Let's go and. The Cardinals' talent level on the defensive side of the ball is unknown at this point correlated to the cohesion and not giving up 25 points a game. Can this defense withstand the murderer's row of teams the Cardinals are playing this year? We're going to find out week one. And week one, what we saw last year from the Cardinals was, okay, this is what this team looks like in a vacuum. This is what this is how good this team could be. And obviously every team doesn't play up to their potential and obviously the 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 opponent has something to do with that week in and week out, but we saw what the Cardinals could be week 1 of last year. And we're going to find out something about this defense in week 1 when Kansas City comes to town. They've added a bunch of pieces, lost Tyreek Hill, added Juju Smith-Schuster and so many others, Marquez Valdez-Scantling to name a few, this secondary is going to be tested. The pass rush is going to be tested. And most importantly, Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons are going to be tested. There's no babying anymore. Steve Keim is putting the future of this defense into the hands of Isaiah Simmons, Zayvon Collins, Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson, Byron Murphy, and two third-round picks. That's what this defense is going to look like from here moving forward, unless he makes a couple, you know, uh, veteran signings towards the tail end before camp starts. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. But we don't know anything regarding the constants of this defense except for one guy. And I'm going to talk about said guy next, Locked On Cardinals. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Going into my sixth season doing this. Um, it's getting more and more fun every year. I'm doing these live ones, you know, th- throughout the off season. Um, but keep in mind that for those that this is your first listen, thank you for listening. For those it's your second listen, thank you. For those that have been with me since 2017, thank you. Halftime show, live. Post-game show, live for about 10 or 15 minutes, and then I'll record a full podcast after every game. So you will have your Cardinals content at halftime of every game this during the 2022 season. It's going to be fun as hell. Alex Nancy locked on Cardinals. Buda Baker under a spotlight. Next, first, Bilt Bar, something that's always under a spotlight in my life. Bilt Bar. Okay. So I talk about Bilt Bar a lot. Um, 
This one, we have our Twitter DMs with all of the NFL hosts, and we go back and forth about what the best flavors are, with you know, and it's never like what's the worst flavor because there isn't one. And it's true. I've had 98% of them at this point. The best one by a pretty good margin, according to our guys and gals, is the coconut brownie chunk one doesn't really make a whole lot of sense that this is something that's good for you. It's covered in chocolate. It's got 16 grams of protein, et cetera, et cetera. You've heard it all before. Now they've brought out the coconut brownie chunk puff, which is protein-infused marshmallow. It's covered in chocolate. I equate it to everything your parents wouldn't let you eat when you were younger. Now it's jam-packed into a five-bite chocolate-covered masterpiece. Yeah. It's low-calorie, high-fiber. High, uh, high protein, low sugar. It's the best of everything. Go to build.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day. I appreciate it. It's fun. I am on location in Northern California visiting my parents and, uh, well, half of my parents. And, um, yeah, just kicking out the jams here in the woods, talking to you about football. Uh, follow the podcast. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Um, there's a lot of good stuff coming. A lot of good stuff coming. And we're close. Like, we're close to camp. I think we're, what, 20 days away? 20 days away. And I've been mute regarding counting down, counting up how many days it's been since Steve Kime said Kyler Murray is the future of this organization on the Pat McAfee show. I was going to do it every day, starting with day 10, but I got a little vitriol pointed at me on Twitter. And I thought that it was uh, nice to, to shut it down. But I promise you this, starting with day 50, which is if my masters me correctly about seven days from now, I will be doing it every day. You will be getting the count up not count up. I think I'll make it a thing from when Steve Kimes said Kyler Murray was the future of the organization to that date, which shows how long it's been since he said that without Kyler Murray getting a contract extension ahead of the 2022 NFL season. It's going to be fun. I'm good at counting. I'll, I'll, I'll get into it. Buda Baker, according to Sam Farrar, um, is not one of the top 13 safeties in the NFL. So there, there's a couple of things that I, I read the article. I mean, smart dude, you know, there, there's, it, it's, it's not about that whatsoever. Um, but what we've seen, with, you know, with the big national guests that I've had this off season, you know, people don't really, they just don't think about the Cardinals. And it's, I, I, well, I think there's a couple of things to play. In. One, I think it's that, that, they don't get um, they don't get the the run that flashy big uh, big city big city and even though Phoenix is a big city you know organizations get with the history of winning and all those things they don't the Cowboys and all that crap you know the Cowboys have won in thirty years I think it's that and I also think that Buda Baker doesn't. He's covering for other positions at times. And he's also used in a 
kind of unique way where some safeties are, but normally it's Derwin James size safeties and not Buda Baker size safeties. They get used the way Buda Baker gets used. He's an absolute missile. He's a bona fide leader. He's the future of the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray, Buda Baker, future of the Arizona Cardinals and current, obviously, but he's not the Jamal Adams. You know, he, he, he doesn't have that. He doesn't, he doesn't have that panache, even though Jamal Adams has kind of been exposed since, since going to Seattle. And I, the reason why I'm even talking about it, because normally this season, it's, it, it, I have a theory on this, you know, I'll talk about that in the final segment. Like, it's more about a personification of the Arizona Cardinals than it is about Buda Baker, the player. And it's something that only gets maneuvered around by winning. And if the Cardinals continue to put up 10, 11, 12 win seasons with Kyler Murray under center and Cliff Kingsbury head coach and Steve Kime and Ed GM, and you know, they're starting to add more and more free agents because of it and things like that. Just because it hasn't, they haven't been a focal point of national media besides many, if not most, national media talking heads not believing the Cardinals were as good as their record early on. And I believe they were as good as their record early on. I just don't think that they were able to withstand the rigors of a full season. DeAndre Hopkins goes down, one thing goes wrong, everything goes wrong. That's kind of what we saw. But if they continue to win, then it's going to force people's minds to shift. And with Kyler Murray, with DeAndre Hopkins, with Trey McBride, with James Conner, Buda Baker, you know, J.J. Watt, if they can have some sustained success, this Buda Baker not making the top 13 safeties in the NFL, which is an absolute joke, will cease to exist. So again, it's not about Buda Baker necessarily. It's the personification of the Arizona Cardinals as an organization geared at one player who wears number three for the team. Because for anybody that watches Buda Baker, this isn't a homer take at all. Like, just watch the cat play. Watch the dude play and tell me he's not a top 13 safety in the NFL. I do think that he does have to cover for some of the secondary shortcomings. I do think he has to cover for some of the pass rush shortcomings. And he's not obviously a pass rush forward safety, but he covers for others, which means he can't do his job to the utmost, which is the sheer position of playing safety. And it's not bad for the team. He's absolutely necessary. He's the catalyst for all things defense for the Cardinals. But it also removes him potentially from the running of a top five safety because he's doing other things also. Alex Nancy, Locked On Cardinals. I'm going to talk Kyler Murray. Like, this is going to be quick. But, I mean, we pff, the Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield comps that we see, first of all, it's lazy because they both went to Oklahoma. That's why. And number two, they're both number one overall picks. That's lazy. I. It's going to be quick. And then I'm going to give you some positive stuff to talk about regarding list season as we're in the pinnacle of list season. As we get into camp, I'm going to show you the progression of this organization 
through the lists that they're on. And it's going to make sense. I promise. Alex Lindsay locked on Cardinals next. All right. Final segment. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. I will be doing three days a week through July 17th, starting July 18th. I'll be back five days a week with all of the Arizona Cardinals content you can choke down. Um, yeah, because it's only going to get better. It's only going to get better. There are so many question marks surrounding this team going into 2022. So many unknowns. One that isn't an unknown is that Kyler Murray is going to be the Cardinals quarterback for the future. I mean, I'm trusting Steve Kime that he'll get something done before the season starts. There's another thing that's true is that you cannot compare Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield. You just can't do it pretty much at all, except for the fact they both played quarterback for Oklahoma, except for the fact that they were both drafted number one overall. And maybe a third that nobody really expected either of these guys to go number one overall a couple weeks out. There were obvi- there were rumblings about Kyler Murray, but Baker Mayfield went from plus two or three hundred to minus five hundred like seventy two hours before the draft to go number one. So somebody got wind of it, and the Browns took him. And that draft, like, sure could have taken Josh Allen, but. You know, it wasn't like it wasn't that sexy of a quarterback draft we thought coming into it. So him going number one overall was kind of six of one. I mean, Sam Darnold, whatever, but like you cannot compare Kyler Murray to Baker Mayfield. And it's not all swayed with Kyler Murray. I'm a Baker Mayfield. I mean, truther is rough. I'm not full on Baker Mayfield truther, but I do think he has redeeming qualities that don't get talked about enough. And I think, like, leadership, it's the Browns, okay? I don't care what's going on with wins and losses. I don't care what's going on with with what's happening right then. The Browns will be the Browns until they're not the Browns. They won a Super Bowl with Jim Brown and the – I don't even know if it was a Super Bowl then. And, and a, a football championship in the 60s. And then, like, it's very Cardinals-esque. But I will say that Baker Mayfield has redeeming qualities like the leadership. He'll run through a wall. He played football with one shoulder. And no, he's not the most talented quarterback, but his floor is higher than a lot of quarterbacks that have started myriad games in the NFL. I think he has a leg up on Kyler right now with that the leadership qualities. And I don't, I'm not saying Kyler Murray is a bad leader. I'm not saying Baker Mayfield is the greatest leader on the planet, but I am saying that Baker Mayfield came into the game, into the NFL after being drafted number one overall with more leadership qualities than Kyler Murray did. And I, and I don't think that's an unfair statement. Kyler Murray, since he was running over, like there was a video that came out where he was playing linebacker, I think, and Pee Wee football just drilled a running back, absolutely drilled him. Since that time, Kyler Murray's been the best pound-for-pound athlete on the field whenever he took the field. Baker Mayfield wasn't. So Baker Mayfield had intangibles that Kyler Murray didn't necessarily need to be successful. Baker Mayfield it wasn't without problems either, you know, but coming into the league, he was more 
of a, of a leader than Kyler Murray was. And that's why you can't compare that right now. Number two, every other category, Kyler's got to beat. Now I'm going to talk about rushing ability, but strictly quarterback stuff. Kyler's got the oh my God moments that Baker doesn't. So many of them. He's a better thrower of the football. He's more elusive, the whole thing. But like Baker Mayfield, I think gets a bad rap. I think he gets a bad rap. And I just wanted to clarify for those who think that Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray should be put in the same sentence together comparison-wise, stop it. Now, stop it. So I've talked about this over the course of my hosting time here, Locked on Cardinals. Uh, follow the podcast at Locked on Easy Cards. Thank you, everybody. You know, let me let me answer a couple of these questions first. Um. So here's the thing. The Rodney Hudson thing, I haven't even talked about. Um, if Rodney's out, why not be in talks with J.C. Treader? Like, maybe they are. I don't know. And this is going to be a positive last segment. I'll touch on this tomorrow because I think I touched on it a little bit. Um, I talked about it a little bit last week, but I think it's worth uh, revisiting. If they knew that Rodney Hudson might retire and they didn't draft an offensive lineman in the first two rounds, wow. Wow. Um, With that, you'd hope that Steve Kime would have some sort of backup plan. Maybe it is J.C. Treader, okay? There are still viable centers in interior offensive linemen who have played center before out there. There's a laundry list, actually. And I hope that he has a plan that doesn't mean Justin Pugh needs to shift over and play center. Because then who's going to play left guard? It's not just replacing Rodney Hudson, who's an all-pro, all-world Hall of Fame center. It's not having that Rodney Hudson safety net to kind of help the interior of the offensive line. There was a bunch of injuries last offseason, last season that Rodney Hudson was able to help with. And it's off-putting to me that it hasn't been addressed yet. And I've got I've got some blowback on Twitter about, you know, um, you know, why would they draft you know, centers don't grow on Hall of Fame centers don't grow on trees. I'm like, you know what? Or, you know, it aren't prevalent. I'm like, you know what? Planning for the future is that bad? Is that is that bad? Is not having to have everything go perfectly to win bad? Like, I don't, I don't get it. So that's my take on that. I'll talk more about Rodney Hudson later this week. Thank you for bringing that up. There's a couple things that you can tell regarding the progression of an organization that we may be too close to see. Like, obviously the win-loss, absolutely. But there are certain lists that bad teams on the rise get ranked highly on. Teams that could have a breakout season. Teams that could surprise some people. You know, things like that. Where 
It's like, okay, you've got a young quarterback, you've got a good receiver, pretty good defense, you know, got a good run game, but you can't really put it all together. Maybe you have a new coach, something like that. Teams that could have a breakout season. Teams on the rise. Things like that. The Cardinals have graduated from that list because that was 2019. 2019-2020-ish, where we didn't really know what that 5-11 and season meant with Cliff Kingsbury. We didn't really know much about the organization. We didn't really know. Then you trade for DeAndre Hopkins. You get rid of David Johnson. You do things like bing, boom, boom. Oh, okay. All right. Starting to move and shake. Starting to move and shake. Kyler Murray showing that he is an NFL quarterback, a very good one at that. And then the li- the list shift to who's going to, who, who didn't make the playoffs last year, make the playoffs this year. It's a very, it's a paradigm shift where it's like you're not relevant and then immediately you're relevant. And these lists, it's list season. I understand all, I, I get, I get the foundation of all of these things, but it's showing from a national perspective, very smart football people saying, you know what? We're not going to have them in the bottom third anymore. They're going to be in the middle third. They're going to be, you know, a QB two instead of a QB three for fantasy football fans out there. It's a shift. And we saw that shift about 18 months ago. And then this one that the Cardinals are in now isn't all positive. Okay, so it's like teams that can make a deep playoff run, they'll be a part of that. They're not going to be ranked in the top five, but they'll be a part of that. Bunch of teams make the playoffs, man. Bunch of teams make the playoffs. They're going to be a part of that. But then coming with that, is the negative stance on it, which which is 2021 pretenders going into 2022. The Cardinals are going to be ranked very highly on on some not-so-nice lists. Not all of them fair. A lot of them slanted at the Cardinals because they're not a national powerhouse. But they're in that last bucket. They're in that QB1 bucket of lists. And this year, we're going to find out Truly, because we're going to find out truly. I know DeAndre Hopkins is out six weeks. They traded for DeAndre, they traded for Hollywood Brown, brought James Conner back, Zach Ertz, Trey McBride, Rondell Moore, AJ Green. 20-plus NFL teams would yearn for the Arizona Cardinals skill position players on offense. We're going to find out after the 2022 season has finished which bucket the Cardinals belong in because there is no hiding anymore. There's no hiding anymore. And it's going to be fun as hell to talk about, regardless of how it ends. Alex Lancey, Locked on Cardinals. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. Tomorrow, Rodney Hudson's situation under a microscope from at least two angles. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen. Now make Locked on NFL your second listen. You can listen to me and Tyler Rowland tomorrow on Locked on NFL Thursday. It's going to be a lot of Baker Mayfield. It's going to be a lot of Cleveland Browns, some Deshaun Watson, and some Carolina Panthers. Alex Lancey, Locked on Cardinals. I'll talk to you tomorrow.